Bitcoin rallies to $13,000 on news that PayPal is embracing cryptocurrency. IBM has launched a blockchain-powered digital health pass for COVID-19. And apparently, Bitcoin is now more popular than doing the nasty. Legendary game developer Atari is entering blockchain in more ways than one. The first presidential vote in the crazy United States election has been cast on blockchain. And smuggling gold is never a smart idea, especially if you stick it up your bum. Why am I talking like this? It may be because you're in the presence of two lords, Lord Joel Calm and Lord Travis Wright. More on that as you approach the throne for our bad news, episode number 454 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, two, Who's bad? So, Lord Joel, um, did you just say Bitcoin is more popular than fornication? Oh, I did say that, Mr. Oh, not Mr. Lord, sorry, Lord Travis Wright. That's true. Thank you, good sir. We appreciate what is it. with the oh, accents, Joel. anyway? I, I, there's a reason for this. Maybe we'll talk about it. Maybe we Ooh. won't. Good show. Tally-ho. And welcome to the Bad English Crypto Podcast with all the accents of things that aren't accurate. Well, sort of English, sort of Scottish, but, uh, you know, as landowners in Scotland now, uh, we are, uh, we've been entrusted with the popular title, okay. traditional title of Lord. Yes. So. And people everywhere are saying, oh, my Lord. And yeah, no, not us. Not, not in that respect. But welcome to the show. This is our bad news episode, the weekly episode where we cover the news. And this week, the news is really good. We're going to get to it in a moment. But first of all, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor. That is GamerHash. You can use blockchain and pay with spare computing power for whatever you like. GamerHash connects two rapidly growing technologies into one unique business concept. Here it is. Gamers meet blockchain in their own environment and spread adoption of new economy models. GamerHash in less than two years has reached 400,000 customers with no marketing spend at all. That's because it's so hot right now. And by entering the Asian market, this number is expected to be multiplied. Money generating solutions for low-end computers you can earn while having fun with games and performing tasks on all devices. Gamerhash.io, check it out and mine crypto on your PC while you're playing games. I'm doing it. It works. Check it out. That was a fabulous reading of that, Sir Lord Joel Com. Shall well, thank we you. go to the news? Did you just call me Sir Joel Com? It's Lord. It's Sir Lord. <laughs> <laughs> to the news. And refreshifying CoinGecko.com, our favorite place to check out the cryptos. Timestamp on October 22nd, 2020, 11.51 a.m. Mountain Time. And woohoo, here we go, Mr. Travis Wright. We are back over $400 billion for the total market cap. 402, which is exciting, but at the same time, you have to stop and think, you know, that is less than half still of the market cap that we saw during the bull run in 2017. Yeah, not only that. But the trading volume is much, much higher than it was back in 2017. So 
this run right here, folks, might be the one. Might be the one. Bitcoin is at thirteen thousand six dollars. Ethereum back over four hundred, four sixteen. Tether point nine nine six six six. Uh oh, tether of the beast. XRP twenty six cents. Bitcoin Cash two hundred and seventy one dollars. Chainlink twelve dollars six cents. Binance Coin thirty eighty six. Polkadot four dollars twenty nine cents. Litecoin fifty four ninety three. And wrapping out the top ten this week, ADA Cardano at eleven cents. What a week! It's been quite a week, and unfortunately, well, fortunately for some, they've gained some substantial gains, uh, Sir Lord Jolcom. Uh, ample forth. Does not that sound like an amazing sort of English type of thing you'd want to say? Ample forth. That is up 30% this week. Sounds like it could be a good last name. Sir Lord Ampleforth. <laughs> of Lancashire. Yes. <laughs> Not to be confused with the Ample Fifth family. They're <laughs> lagging. Or the Ample Thirds. So uh, Waves is up 29%. Reserve Rights Token up 24%. Stellar up 15% to 8.5 cents again. Nice to see it popping up a little bit. Nano up 15%. Quant up 15%. Wrapped Bitcoin. You're going to be hearing a lot more about Wrapped Bitcoin, folks. Wrapped Bitcoin up 14%. It's 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 right there with... With Bitcoin, it's at $13,024. And is that a uh, hip hop Bitcoin? It's not a rapper. It's rap Bitcoin. Yo, it's my coin. Yo, no, it's actually, it, it's what happens whenever you do DeFi and you wrap your Bitcoin in DeFi. And there's only 1.4 billion of wrapped Bitcoin in existence compared to how much market cap there is of other Bitcoin. So basically, they wrap it within Ethereum. Pretty interesting to see what's up. And also, Bitcoin was up 13.8% this week, which was not too shabby. Now, on the downside, Mr. Travis Wright, we have issues from um, Filecoin, Ooh. the biggest loser for the week, down 60% for the week. Now, didn't they just do, uh, unless I'm thinking of something else, didn't they just do an ICO? Mm, they did an yeah. ICO. Yeah, so... It's, yeah, just on October 15th, it shot up to a high of $114 and now, and it plummeted because a few days ago, there was some news that I just encountered, Mr. Travis Wright, that apparently there is a strike going on. Five Filecoin miners have gone on strike and uh, Filecoin is um, a, the founder of Filecoin is accusing Justin Sun of spreading lies about FIL tokens. There's dumping allegations taking place. And I'll put a link to this in the show notes as I'm just coming upon this right now. But uh, Juan Benet is the founder. And he's saying Justin Sun is spreading false accusations about the movement of the fill tokens soon after listing. And I think that's probably why there's this, uh, this big dump that's happening. Speaking of big dumps, Arweave took a 37% dump. Crypto.com coin took a 29% dump. They actually changed some of their tokenomics with their staking. Uh, so if you were staking the CRO token, you were getting 18%. Then they dropped it down to 8%, saw the backlash, bumped it back up to 10%. And so that changed, looks like that changed the, tech, uh, the, the sentiment a bit. Uh, Ave token down 27%, OKB down 20, Nexus Mutual down 16, Aragon sounds like another Lord Aragon uh, down 11%, Theta down 10.4%, 
so much dumpage going on. Yeah, pretty like, much. Come on, we're over four hundred billion dollars for yeah. the first time since two thousand eight, early two thousand eighteen. A very green week, of course, by the time you hear this show, who knows where we're going to be. Some people think that the uh, the rocket is getting ready to take off. And uh, there's several stories around this that would indicate why things are moving. Mr. Travis Wright, I want to talk about the main one right away, which yeah. is PayPal embracing crypto. Uh, PayPal, of course, you know, that has what hundreds of millions of users uh, in 26 million merchants worldwide, 346 million active accounts and 26 million merchants said that they are going to have buy, sell and hold features available in the next few weeks. Um, now, they will be custodial for your Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, Ethereum or Litecoin. Um, you cannot withdraw or deposit cryptocurrencies, but merchants will be able to accept it. And I think this is probably, you know, some of that mainstream adoption we've been talking about that is driving this particular run. What do you think? Mr. Joel Com, I think this is the biggest news. Excuse me. It's Lord. Sir Lord Joel Com. I think this is quite possibly the biggest news uh, for mass adoption for crypto that has ever existed. So the first step is they allow First step is they're going to do the buy, sell, and hold features. It would seem that shortly thereafter they're going to allow merchants. They're not. They've not said this yet. This is not. This is not part of their roadmap that's public. But house, if they're going to allow buy, sell, and trade, then it seems to me they're going to kind of go the Coinbase route and uh, eventually be able to have merchants be able to accept multiple forms of crypto. And uh, it says it starts out, I think, as you mentioned, Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, Ether, and Litecoin are going to be the four that it starts with. No bad coin? The big ones? No bad coin? Yeah, no bad coin, no wax, mm. no, no, no Theta, no polka dot. Um, but there's going, no chain. But there's going to be, this is, this is a developing story, folks. And this right here, I think, is why you tune into bad crypto. And you've, and you've had the hopes like, oh, man, we're going to get mass adoption eventually. Oh, this is going to be huge. How big can it be when, I think we've even mentioned this, hey, whenever PayPal accepts it or Amazon accepts it or Facebook does the their, their crypto, one of these things is going to be the mass adoption tipping point. And here we are. And Mr. And Mr. Lord Serge Olcom, what, ha what, what happened on Wall Street? What, how did Wall Street react to PayPal? Uh, Wall Street reacted very favorably to PayPal and uh, it reached, let's see, the PayPal stock previously had an all-time high of $212.38. On October 21st, it went to $215.87. So Wall Street, you know, says, hey, this is good news. If PayPal is going to accept crypto, that just means more business for PayPal. Yeah, it seemed like Bitcoin liked the news too. Bitcoin definitely <laughs> liked the news. Now, there is one downside here that people are talking about, and I referenced it already, that uh, PayPal is going to be the custodian. You're not going to be able to deposit or withdraw crypto, meaning you're not going to own your keys. Now, will that change in the future? I don't know. But here's the deal, gang. And this is I want to insert something that just happened to a loved one. Somebody very close to me sent me an email this week and told me their Coinbase got hacked. You know, we talk a lot about not keeping your crypto on exchanges, getting them off exchanges. He had 2FA set up 
but he used SMS. He did not have Google Authenticator or Authy set up. They hacked his email account. They went in and changed um, on Coinbase the authentication to a Google Authenticator that they had, and they took a full Bitcoin from his wallet. They cleaned him out. There is no recourse. Do not keep your crypto on exchanges. Don't do it. Don't do it. And in fact, a lot of people have been pulling their Bitcoin off of exchanges since June. Apparently, 187,000 Bitcoin has uh, over $2 billion, in fact, has been uh, taken off of the top exchanges since since June. So these that's that to me is a really key side, a key indicator that people are wanting to hodl this. They're not trying to trade it. They're trying to store it because the big run is potentially upon us. I mean, here we are a couple of weeks away from the election. Who knows how crazy things could get? Stock could go stock could go boom, stock could go bust, crypto could go patow. Who knows what's going to happen? But the world is going to change, I think, in some way in a couple of weeks. And I think traders and stuff are preparing for this. But you want to get your crypto off those exchanges. Do not keep them on there. Only keep what you want to trade or what you want to use. Mm-hmm. Boom, bow, pow, all these things that could happen. That's correct, and, Lord. You know, if we go over to our friends at Cointelegraph.com, the most widely read crypto publication in the world and our de facto go-to site for news, Bitcoin trading dominance has hit 2017 levels not seen since the Bitcoin all-time high of almost 20000 Dollars market uh, Bitcoin market cap is around sixty percent right now. Mm-hmm. Um, altcoins are kind of like mm, maybe, maybe not. You know, I don't. I mean, here we are. We're we're really involved in Wax. We're on the Wax Advisory Council. It is a great freaking chain, and it is they are truly becoming the king of NFTs. You know, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about another major brand that is going to wax and uh, it's just kind of sitting there at 0.037 cents you know they're actually doing stuff there's actual real business but there's some of these altcoins that aren't you know they're not even producing anything yet and uh, they're sitting there as money is pouring into bitcoin yeah there's a lot of vaporware out there vaporware is a term uh, an old internet term where oh yeah you're going to sell something that doesn't even exist and, uh, oh, look at this great thing we have that doesn't do anything yet, and there's no revenue yet. It's vaporware. A lot of these crypto projects have not delivered things, and then you got one that's delivering lots of stuff and getting no love. But that mm-hmm. is the way it goes in the land of the cryptos, folks. Indeed it is. In the past 13 days, the price of Bitcoin has increased by more than 12% against the U.S. dollar. So as Mr. Lord, Sir, Most High, Travis Wright just said, are you most high right now? I don't know. No, this is, I'm, 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 I'm Lord Travis the Legendary. Or as you would say, legendary. You're whatever you want to be. I'm whatever. You know what? what? Call me Zer. It's what good. are your, I was going to say, what are your pronouns? <laughs> Lord, Lord oh. Shire and Zer. Lord. Hey, uh, there's some interesting news here from uh, Goldman Sachs Hedge Fund. So former former dude who was the chief of Goldman Sachs Hedge Fund predicted Bitcoin will surge to a million dollars and uh, says why on this Forbes article, because Bitcoin has found, found some serious fresh support this year. And, uh, you know, it's, it's basically it's 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 bowling over. It's actually getting these people on the central banks over 
to 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 become more friendly towards it. They, they understand that it's a real thing. It's not going away. Bitcoin Bitcoin's not going away, and it's up over fifty percent since January this year. I mean, mm-hmm. and then you know, then it had that crash in March, and then it got down to thirty something hundred. Dude, if you had to buy Bitcoin at thirty something hundred, whatever it is, you've now you've literally four extra money. Not even figuratively, literally. Uh, Joseph Young summarizes in a Cointelegraph article that you'll find in our show notes, badco.im forward slash 454. All the links are there. He said there's three reasons that we can expect the price to keep rising. The PayPal announcement, the Bitcoin dominance rising, and a bullish high time frame structure, right? They're looking at the technical analysis of that, and they're saying these charts are looking pretty baller. So uh, we'll see if they're right about it. I think that it's kind of hard to see and imagine, you know, will we ever see a sub $10,000 Bitcoin again? Now, there could be a flash crash. You know how things go. But, you know, I think that, that we're probably mentally closer to 20000 than 10000 even though we're at 13000 right now. I think the trend seems to be, let's we're going to go test those all-time highs and then go, then, and then a lot of those traders out there have said once we hit that all-time high, the Fibonacci sequence comes into effect and we could see some really substantial 20-30% gains even higher above that once we break through that. You know, right now, the richest man in the world is Jeff Bezos, right? $175.3 billion. That's mm-hmm. That's a lot of money. He's like, he's so far ahead of the next one. I mean, when you look at it relatively, Bill Gates is worth $118 billion, uh, followed by Zuckerberg, Elon Musk, and Mukesh Ambani. I'm not sure who that is. It might be an oil tycoon or, or something. Mm. Um, but anyway, Satoshi Nakamoto is worth about $12.45 billion right now. And if Bitcoin keeps going where we hope and believe it's going to go, there will come a point in time that if Bitcoin hits $160,000, he will be worth more than Jeff Bezos. He will be worth more than Jeff Bezos is right now. Right. So by the time that Bitcoin's 160000 per coin, who knows how much Bezos' stash will be worth. But, I mean, come on, this guy's worth $176 billion. And, you know, when you're worth more than a billion, anything else in that, like – why not give a hundred million, hundred billion of that to the Amazon employees that help build this thing out? You know what I mean? Well, it's do like, we know what he does do? I mean, I don't know. What I don't does. know. He's worth one hundred seventy-six billion dollars. I know a lot of people who are into socialism would be like, he doesn't deserve that money. He should just, he should well, it, spread it out. Nobody takes those people seriously. Well, those people take themselves seriously. I but yeah, but <laughs> you don't. People who have actually been in business for themselves. Um, and understand the work that goes into creating something of value. Mm-hmm. Never look at somebody that says, "Gimme." Give well, me I would say got. this. I would say this is once if I hit a billion dollars, anything more than a billion dollars, I'm going to just be looking for ways to give that shit away. To of course you will. Causes. Of course you will. Well, speaking of um, <clears throat> flipping, you know the the world's richest person flipping perhaps one day. Bitcoin could actually flip in PayPal because of the news. On PayPal, right? Bitcoin could become worth more in its market cap than PayPal. Well, you know, this is one of those things, uh, sort of law, Joe that I think, uh, you know, PayPal realized it's like PayPal could become the way of the telegraph if they didn't adopt something, if they, if they didn't do something and evolve. Because a lot of these companies, you know, 
They don't evolve. The, the, the inventor of the telegraph did not create the telephone because they didn't see the value in somebody wanting to talk to somebody on the phone. You know, the inventor of the refrigerator did not, or the inventor of the icebox did not invent the refrigerator because basically they had all these employees that would deliver big chunks of ice to people to put in their icebox and look at all those people they would put out. So we don't want this automated refrigerator thing. You know, Western Union did not become PayPal. And uh, and so we got PayPal here who is going and Blockbuster did not become Netflix. Right. So most of the time, people, the companies don't evolve. And we've mentioned that, you know, in presentations and whatnot over the, over the years. And here we are. They're trying to embrace cryptocurrency now because, look, look at how much money Coinbase is making with those percentages of those transactions. And it's like, I guarantee you, they're like, we need to get part of that or we're going to get left behind. Mm -hmm. Well, if you look at the ranking of uh, companies by market cap, Bitcoin is is just one position behind PayPal right now. PayPal's in the 21st spot of, uh, of market cap here in um, these top 100 stocks, exchange traded funds in cryptocurrencies. And Bitcoin would be number 22. So it makes sense that Bitcoin would become more valuable than PayPal. Is there a link for that? Where's that link? I don't see that. Where's that? That is, is in the story uh, edit here. Bitcoin could flip in PayPal on bullish news from PayPal. Okay, so, so there's no list. I was looking through. I didn't see a list, but it just well, he said. talks about the list and says it there. Let me say this. No, that is that is fascinating. I recall back in 2017, 2018, like Bitcoin passed Mastercard, it passed Disney, it passed so. As we get strength, we're going to be passing more and more. I think it got almost got in the top 10 or top. It was like top 12 or something in market cap whenever we had that big run. So we'll see what happens now, folks. You know, Travis, there is also a lot of talk around the Ethereum chain about the delays that are taking place in scaling this damn thing in 2.0 coming out. And the Ethereum co-founder, Gavin Wood, has created the uh, Polkadot platform, which has seen the biggest jump in active developers of all major crypto protocols. And that's why it's, you know, in the top 10 of the crypto market cap right now. Um, people are beginning to wonder, is there an Ethereum blockchain killer in Polkadot? You know, we're going to go into this more on our Sunday show. We're going to have the guys from the, uh, the Lattice Network, the Constellation chain, come on to talk a little bit about the scaling issues with Ethereum and uh, what Chainlink and Polkadot are doing. Uh, but in the meantime, Ethereum is over $400 again. I, I some part of me wonders if they just aren't the McDonald's of the um the smart contract world that they've got such a foothold in so many projects that whether it's the best or not, um spoiler alert, McDonald's is not the best. And we're not even talking we're just talking like all foods. It's you know, it it is truly junk food in my humble and accurate opinion. Um, Ethereum does some stuff really well, but it's also really broken in a lot of ways. Yeah, with the whole DeFi craze, the price of gas has gone through the roof. And you know one thing that's, that's really interesting about this Polkadot thing is that one of the biggest things is, is they have a huge jump of active developers from all major crypto protocols coming over to the Polkadot platform. So when you start engaging developers, then what happens is you start getting a very healthy ecosystem that these developers are building upon. 
And that, to me, I think could be some of the biggest news on why Polkadot is something to keep an eye on because the top-tier developers are moving over and building upon Polkadot right now. That, to me, says, hmm, things to make you go. The article here on Bloomberg says that 253 projects ranging from so-called stable coins to social networks are being built on the network, which was launched in May. That's up from fewer than 200 in early September. So something's afoot there, and uh, we need to be keeping an eye on the polkas and the dots. I like I like a polka dot. I like a girl in a polka dot dress. I, nice. I like to dance the polka. I like, a polka. I like when Weird Al does his polka uh, songs. That is good. He always does those little funny little medley spoofs at the end, which is good. Little bitty medley spoofs. Let's uh, go around the world here, Mr. Travis Wright. What? Why are you like? You don't like my little bitty medley spoofs. Good. Hey, talking about Bitcoin, man. Check this out. Bitcoin adoption in Turkey. Uh, it's got a lot. It's got a lot of inflation over there, but they are adopting Bitcoin like crazy over there, and the lira is hitting a record low there in in the Turkeys. Actually, I think my my mom, my, the world traveler, um, is in Turkey right now. She's nice. like, she just wants to go somewhere and go anywhere. I guess everybody there is wearing masks, but she's just grateful to be out of the country and traveling. Yeah, no joke. That's what I was like that when I was in Albania. Getting all Istanbulish. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, oh, they're Istanbulish on Bitcoin. <laughs> oh, dude, that was See? nice, Mr. Joe Kahn. <laughs> sir Lord. Sir Lord. That's right, sir, sir, Mr. Lord. Also, on that side of the world, only a little further east, 17 million Chinese tourists are verifying health using blockchain to visit Macau. Macau. Well, so check this out. Macau is yeah. essentially the Las Vegas of Asia, mm -hmm. but it's like Las Vegas times 10. And the buildings there are just ridiculous. And the Chinese have just poured so much money. It is the gamble. It is the true gambling capital of the world. It has taken it away from Las Vegas. And but check it out. It's it's pretty cool. They are using blockchain medical data. And and they're saying you cannot come here unless you have been verified to uh to not have this or you've gone through the tests or whatnot. So I don't know. That's kind of creepy in some ways. Like you must have uh, you must have vaccine mm -hmm. uh to come in and we're tracking you on blockchain mm -hmm. yeah there's a lot of creepy stuff around this it's a digital health passport the singaporean government-owned investment firm cg innovate uh, and uh local startup accredify made it and so did you make up that word accredify was that your company nope sounds like it a be, though. sounds like a word i might jollify <laughs> sounds like something that a lord would come up with Oh, Lord, Accredify sounds like a very, very wonderful thing. Uh, before we jump back here to the U.S., Travis, there's one more story around the world that I want to take a look at, and it's around elections. Kyrgyzstan's acting president says that blockchain can ensure fair, fair elections. So I just want to say I agree with the president. <laughs> From the Kyrgyz, you just wanted to say Kyrgyzstan. I do. And anybody, if you guys can spell Kyrgyzstan, you're probably in the minority. I mean, unless you're a Kyrgyzstanian, in which case, you know, I'm sure you can spell it. But who do you know that off the top of their head could spell Kyrgyzstan? Travis, don't look at the screen and tell okay. me how to spell it. Kyrgyzstan. 
K Y R G Y Z a stand. I don't know. Close. Close. I mean, just not a stand, just stand. Oh, stand. All I had to do was say stand at the end. All you had to do was standify it. Oh, shizzle. But hey, you know, this is actually pretty fascinating because, you know, the Kyrgyzstani acting president says blockchain can't. And guess what? In America, there are some small pockets of testing around blockchain mobile voting as a potentially a way to ensure electoral integrity and improve voter turnout. We all have these smartphones now. And if you don't have a smartphone, then, you know, maybe you know, I know there was an Obama phone deal where they were giving away phones. I don't know if that stuff's still still around, but I know that most everybody has access or somehow. And um, eventually we're going to get to this. We're going to get to voter ID. We're going to get to blockchain voting because there's just been too much corruption over the years on both sides of the political fences where people, you know, harvesting ballots. And, you know, I mean, it, a lot of times people look at, you know, politics as I'm on the left. Screw you on the right. I'm on the right. Screw you on the left. You're a demon. You're a devil. Like, you know, it's like sports ball. It's like take the sports ball mentality out of politics and just look and see, hey, guess what? Both sides are fucked. <laughs> so let's fix it. Let's quit crying about it and fighting each other and fix the problems. This happened in uh, Utah County. They implemented the votes platform, V-O-A-T-Z, for security and cost-cutting measures 20 months ago. Amelia Powers, who's the Utah County clerk, said, we're proud to lead our state and the nation on this innovative and cutting-edge technology. This is historic. This happened yeah. just this last week. It marked the first time a vote has ever been cast for a U.S. president in the general election using such an app on a mobile phone. Yeah, and the very first vote went to Brock Pierce. They brought the vote. They, they brought the vote. True pioneering spirit. Great job. It's pretty cool that the first block, the first vote for a blockchain on the blockchain was for somebody who has uh, built many blockchains. Indeed. You know what I vote for, Mr. Travis Wright? You vote for probably pizza. I do vote for pizza, and I do vote for Bitcoin pizza, and I vote for Bitcoin. And there's okay. the segue. I vote that we give fifty dollars in Bitcoin to any of our listeners in the United States that open up a new eToro account, fund that account with at least $50, buy some crypto with those $50. We're going to go ahead and match that. We're going to send you $50 in free Bitcoin. It's really easy to do. Go to badco.in forward slash eToro. Just sent out some more sweet, sweet Bitcoin to many of you this week. And we're going to keep doing that until we don't anymore. Uh, it is limited, but every, you know life is limited. So who knows? <laughs> We're all here for a limited time. Limited time offer. Live limited and breathe. Time offer. You die soon. Before you die, do some things. Which, do some stuff. I have a greeting card that's been sitting in my drawer for about fifteen years that I have not had the heart to send to anybody, and it's this. It's a birthday card. Um, and on the front, it's got this beautiful sunset going on. And it says, a birthday message from God. And you open it up and it says, see you soon. <laughs> 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 I just haven't had the heart to send it to anybody. This, you know, I love my family and friends too much. I know they would get it, but it's like, oh, wow. Send it to some hater. You know what I mean? Like, this is <laughs> I get, I can think of some people. Uh, oh my. This is good. This is good. So, so another piece of interesting news we were talking about, we were talking about health with the Macau thing. 
And this was one of the key stories that we read in the in the teaser there, Sir Lord uh, Joel Com did. And IBM is launching a blockchain-powered digital health pass as well for COVID-19. Now, this blockchain-powered uh, digital health pass is going to allow people to store their health information on their smartphones and also have full control over their data. So, like, if you've tested, here's the thing: I'm not for these. I'm not for mandatory vaccines. I think that's it goes against our liberties. And if you want a vaccine, you get a vaccine, so you don't get it. But I, sh- if I want to get it, I can. I should be able to get it. However, if I test negative or I test positive for that, I can have that as an ID on my phone. Hey, I've I tested positive. Hey, I've just recently tested negative, and it's on the blockchain, and I can show people on the health pass because I think there's going to be some really interesting stuff. There's going to be some new control mechanisms in place for international travel and for some other things. And so we should so we should try to circumvent that, get ahead of that. And and this this digital health passport could be something that is is helpful towards towards that uh, initiative. It, I, I thought you were going to say useful to to that end because okay. that would that would have segged me into the next story beautifully. Okay, sorry about that. So I didn't say initiative. Take, take two. Uh, Travis said into that to, to that end. Good job, Travis. You know, in fact, speaking <laughs> speaking of end. <laughs> this story is hilarious this is from the new york post and there are photos with it you need to go wait a second this is twitter banned this article too i don't know go to the show notes badcode.in forward slash four five four uh a guy was uh traveling on go air uh that's i guess an airline from dubai at kerala kanur airport and he didn't want to pay the 18% tax on the gold that he had with him. So he smuggled it and uh, he, he put it where the monkey puts the nuts, basically. I want to say this. I'm looking at this picture here, folks, on the New York Post. This, I don't, I don't, how long was the flight? I mean, I wonder because I, that looks really uncomfortable. I don't know that I could have two pounds of bouillon shoved into my ass and sit comfortably. Through a flight, I mean, I don't. It just seems like, yeah. Like, look at it. Like, those are those are long. They're, they're long. Indian there airport is a authorities. Stack of gold that has been melted. That is at least fifteen coins melted. Indian in airport trip. authorities literally struck gold when they spotted a man walking oddly and discovered he had about two pounds in bullion shoved into his rectum. <laughs> Holy cow, so there was another passenger on that same flight that was also caught with more than three pounds of gold, although we do not know if it was also in his rectum or if it wrecked him. But, wow, five five pounds of gold was found that day, and it needed to be cleaned. Yeah, I'm, so I'm assuming that the gold that we're seeing here on this platter uh, in this photo had been washed before they took the photo because this is all shiny that's very shiny gold it doesn't look brown at all i mean if you were going to do this would you like do an enema first a colon cleanse I, I mean, i'd probably make it so it's more curved so it becomes more comfortable <laughs> while you're sitting on a 12-hour flight or or here's this don't shove gold <laughs> up your ass <laughs> imagine the dude doing the penguin walk around the airport <laughs> what happens if he's on the flight and he actually has to take a shit like you know like what does he got to do he's like oh no i got i gotta drop a gold deuce 
<laughs> this, by the way, has absolutely nothing to do with crypto, but I saw this story and I told producer Aaron, you got to put this uh, in. Yes, it's not. So, so it's a it's a whole lot easier to go fly in an airplane with crypto in a wallet than it is with gold up your bung. Yeah. Where'd you put your Bitcoin? Up my ass. <laughs> go ahead. Go look. See if you can oh find it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not there. Well, those ledgers, those are not that big. It'd be way more comfortable than all that gold. Yeah. That one. <laughs> so, Lord remember Travis. Remember your codes, your 12 digit, 12 word codes. Lord Travis. Yes. Yes, sir. So, you know, we've referenced here that you and I are both officially Scottish lords, which oh, is fake that, news. But that, is, that, is, that is correct, my lord. Facebook served us up an ad. You may have seen it as well to get a lordship or a ladyship title pack for $49. Like talk about, you know, flushing money away on something novel. The site is called establishedtitles.com. This is not sponsored. That's just a free shout out because both Travis and I fell for it. And how did, how exactly does it does it work according to them? So the deal is is that traditionally if you are a landowner within Scotland, then you become a lard. L A I R D is how they originally spelled it, but it's a lard. You get a lardship. And um and uh, but that's a lord or a lady. And so basically they sell you one square foot of land in Scotland <laughs> and you're officially a lord. And it's, now no. I can get that changed on all my IDs. Like all my bills are going to say Lord Travis Wright. Mm -hmm. That's good. So the Bad Crypto Podcast brought to you by Lords. We are the Lords of Crypto from henceforth. <laughs> We're the DeFi DeFi, the Lords of Crypto. This is as stupid <laughs> as like buying a star named after you or, yeah. you know, a, a, a plot on the moon. I've done I've done both of those. Yeah, well, so, I mean that because my grandma has a star named after her. I kind of know the general area and the time of year when you can see it, and uh, so I am an interstellar real estate investor. Wow, at least you don't shove gold up your bum. That's well, not Lord, that you know of. Lord, <laughs> that's true. You are correct. I do not. I do silver. <laughs> I've got the silver bum, mate. <laughs> Well, it's official, gang. According to an article from Michael Kapelkov on Cointelegraph, Bitcoin is now more popular than sex. So, what? yeah, apparently it's based on the Bitcoin subreddit. So the uh, the Bitcoin subreddit now has 1.7 million subscribers. And the subreddit for sex has 1.697 million subscribers. Yeah, although that particular Reddit post makes it look like 1.7 quadrillion because it says 1.7070705 million subscribers. That's uh, they they put the uh, numbers are point. numbers are hard. Numbers are hard. So you're basically saying just because Reddit has more subscribe, the subreddit for Bitcoin has more subscribers. It's more popular than orgasms. I mean, I think so. here, here is the ultimate challenge. You could either have a hundred Bitcoin and not have sex for the rest of your life or have no Bitcoin and have as much sex as you want. Or you can collect Bitcoin as you go and have as much sex as you like. You just buy little bits of Bitcoin here and there. I'm not going to do that deal. And you could shove it up your bum. <laughs> <laughs> 
No thanks, my lord. No thanks, my lord. Oh, uh, Mr. Travis Wright, that uh, is almost going to cover the news, but I realize here there's one story I didn't see yet, which is I really love this story. This is my favorite story of the I week. Love, I love the story. PayPal story. Another legend of uh, gaming is entering blockchain. You know, Atari has already talked about that they're going to be launching their own token, mm-hmm. but this announcement just came this week that they have partnered with Wax and they are tapping into nostalgia. Remember the old VCS cartridges, Asteroid, Centipede, Pac-Man, Combat, Duck Hunt, all of those? Mm-hmm. Well, basically, they're making NFTs out of the boxes, the cut, you know, that the cartridges used to come in these classic looks, and they're making all these interesting variations of them. And all oh, the collector's editions look so cool. The one they have here on the site is Centipede, and the box kind of opens up, and you see the game being played. Yeah, I think these are really, really cool. So think about this. So. Back in, what was it, 1977, Atari, they launched what they call the Atari VCS at the time. It was the video computer system, and they renamed that to the Atari 2600 in in 1982. But they have, between Atari and Sears, games published by third parties, and then hobbyists developed games after the system was discontinued, there's 526 games. Wow. And and so think about that. Like, all of those games have – and there's – 136 from this initial era of games that were published by Atari and Sears. And those 136 games, those are the really cool, you know, with the cool art and the Atari branding on it. So I think they'll probably use the 136 uh, virtual or the games they had. And they have six different variations of cards. Um, There's the base one. There's one that has like a little shimmer across it. There's one that's like a buildup. There's one that where it spins. There's a golden one that it spins. And then there's the other collector's edition that actually shows the game. These are really cool. I'm going to have so much fun collecting these. These are going to be great. Now, I don't know the exact date for the launch of these, but I do know that we have secured uh, Fred Chesney, who is with Atari, for an interview on the Nifty Show that's going to happen on live on Friday, November 13th. And if you guys aren't tuning into the Nifty Show yet, join us live every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 o'clock Pacific. We always have great guests on the show that are doing great things and innovative things in the digital collectible space. Uh, And and we want you to come in and join our audience and um, participate in the show. It is at nifty.show forward slash YouTube or for fans of decentralized live video streaming. We actually prefer that you go there same stream nifty.show forward slash theta t-h-e-t-a it's on theta tv just put it on your calendar every friday five o'clock eastern the nifty show nifty.show forward slash youtube nifty.show forward slash theta of course you can also see the replays of all episodes on the youtube channel as well as library and other places where videos are kept stored and replayed Lord Jill Calm, I must say, this was an amazing episode of Zabat Crypto. Well, I don't know if it was amazing, but it was rather regal. I would say everything that we do is from henceforth is, is, is amazing because we're lords now. And if other people say otherwise, then we're just off with their heads. I should just say this as we close then. Uh, lords and ladies of the Republic of Red Cryptopia, stay back.
The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of bitcoins and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor. Or else. Else what? I don't know. Just else. Every time I think of Scotland. You can move elsewhere. I don't know. I think.